Welcome back to the Balanced Nurse Podcast, my friend. Happy Sunday. And if you're listening to this on a different day, welcome, welcome. I hope you're having a great start to your day. And, you know, I just wanted to mention briefly, I know there's a lot going on in our world and it can be scary. It can be unfair. It can be uncertain. And I just want to remind you and just encourage you to really take this time for yourself. Take this this time listening to the podcast, listening to this episode, whatever else you're doing right now while you're listening to this, really take it in. Bring yourself back to this present moment where you're just observing, absorbing, sorry, things that um, are uplifting or you know, make you feel some kind of way, you're here, you're listening because you enjoy these these episodes and maybe this episode caught your eye, whatever it is, just really bring it back to the present moment and really take this time for yourself. You deserve it. Okay. And I know, I also want to mention, I know that in my newsletter last week, I mentioned that I was going to talk about the self-help books that have really changed my life. I'm actually going to save that for this Tuesday. So tune into that because I totally forgot, my bad guys, I totally forgot that I had talked to you guys about sharing with you the things that I'm learning as part of this eight-week program that I'm going through with um, with UHPW, Unleash Her Power Within, and I shared with you guys the first two weeks, and now I just completed week three and want to share with you some big takeaways. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Whatever you're doing, whether you're cleaning and maybe multitasking, I love that for you and I hope you enjoy it. Or maybe you're just sitting back and you're just relaxing or going for a hike or a walk, whatever it is. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey friend, welcome to the Balanced Nurse Podcast. Are you wanting more time on your days off to create healthier habits and actually work on your goals? Then this podcast is for you. I'm Ashley, and I used to be a burnt out nurse just like you. I know what it's like to feel exhausted and frustrated on your days off. I wanted to work out more, eat healthier, and enjoy time with friends and family. But I kept telling myself that that run could wait till tomorrow. I was just too tired to fit in a workout into my busy schedule. Entering my 30s, I realized I had neglected my own health and personal growth. It was a wake-up call that inspired me to take control of my life. That's when I learned two key things, the incredible peace that time management brings and the beauty of real work-life harmony. And I want you, friend, to have this too. I'll share with you my tips and tricks on how to manage your time, create healthier habits, and be more productive on your days off so that you can achieve your biggest health and business goals. So let's pop in those earbuds, get that nurse bun up, and let's dig in. All right, friend, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Sunday. And if you're listening to this on any other day, beautiful and welcome. (laughs) Better late than never, right? (laughs) Hope you enjoyed this episode. I know that in my newsletter, if you are signed up for that, I mentioned I was going to talk about the self-help books that have really been game changers in my life this Sunday, right? However, I forgot one little thing, one little detail. I forgot that I had already told you guys I'm going to be sharing with you what I'm learning in this women's eight-week program that I'm part of, and last week was week three. 
So I'm going to go ahead and share with you some things in today's episode. And then Tuesday will be my episode on the self-help book. So tune into that one. I love sharing the books that have really changed my life for the better. And so, yeah, tune into that episode. Okay. So today's episode, I want to just do a quick review of what I learned in the last two weeks, which I shared last Sunday. And then you're going to learn about goal creation, the goal creation cycle today, which is what I learned this past week. Okay, so it's really turning your beliefs into results by really creating momentum. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I highly recommend and encourage you to take a listen. I think it would really help you for this episode as well and moving forward and really taking in what I'm learning, what I paid a lot of money for, (laughs) and what you can put into your practice, into your daily life. Quick review, we talked about last week, the two version of us, two versions of us, right? The old version, which is the memorized old programming. That is the version of us that is small, scared, critical, judgmental. We're not good enough. I'm not worthy. It's our limiting identity. And I like to give it a name, Yolanda, which I talked about in last week's episode. This is the old version of myself. This is the version of the version that has learned everything from other people and has been told by other people or listened to other people like I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, who are you to do this, making fun, whatever that is, right? And then there's this other part of us, our empowering identity that's bold, that's confident, that's fearless, that's adventurous. Um, And that's who we want to embody, right? So this old version of ourselves, we begin to, we start to learn things throughout our childhood and growing up, maybe in certain, from our childhood or the parents we grew up with or the friendships we grew up with, whatever that is. And we start to form these patterns, right? And again, these patterns could be like feeling scared or unworthy or feeling stressed out or overwhelmed or defeated. And if we practice these patterns enough, they become a muscle. And sometimes these patterns don't really take us in the direction that we want to go. They don't really serve us. The first step in reversing this is being aware of these patterns. What are some of those patterns is something you need to ask yourself, right? What are some of the patterns in my life that don't serve me and they're old patterns? And I'll share with you some really quickly is, you know, I I even posted a reel about this in my Instagram. I posted about how much I spent on, on food last month in September. And normally I don't spend that much. And to be fair, a lot of that chunk was from going to Costco and HUB, which can, and I buy organic and I buy bulk. And so that did kind of, you know, obviously increase the, my, my spending. However, when I looked at individual charges, I did see that I was eating out a lot more than I usually do. And I did notice that I spent a lot more on Amazon than I normally do. And this was something that I actually worked on with my therapist. I'm like, you know what? I notice these patterns. I notice that when I'm feeling low about myself, when I'm feeling scared or when I feel self-doubt, 
or when I'm feeling stressed out, I start to eat more and I spend more. I spend more on things that, I mean, I'm like, I don't need this. I don't need another different top color for my workouts, right? I already have like 20 different workout tops. It, you know, and that's part of being, being aware of this, being aware of your patterns. And so I encourage you and I invite you to think about some of the patterns in your life maybe you haven't noticed. And But what are some of the things, some of the patterns, again, that you have been seeing recently? Maybe if you can think back to the last few months, I mean, sometimes this can even be patterns in relationships. Do you feel like you have a pattern of once you end one relationship, you go straight into another because you don't want to feel the pain, you don't want to feel the heartbreak, you don't want to feel uncomfortable or lonely. Do you maybe resort to food like I do when you're stressed out or alcohol when you're feeling overwhelmed? Look at the patterns and just just become aware of it. It's not about judging yourself. It's not about being critical on yourself. It's just about being aware. And at some point, we might want to make a change to our patterns, right? And that can feel really uncomfortable. I remember when I was wanting to eat healthier because I would eat like crap before, guys. I would eat so bad. I would eat out all the time. I hardly would ever cook at home. Um, I put all this creamer and sugar till my coffee was white. <laughs> like just really things that I don't really do anymore. I would hardly, you know, I, would, I wouldn't even try to hit my protein intake. Okay, so I didn't have the best eating habits and working out habits as well, but I knew I wanted to make a change. Back in 2021, I believe, or 20, yeah, 2021, when I decided to hire a personal trainer, I knew that I wanted to start working out more and I wanted to build muscle and I wanted to lose weight and eat healthier. I wanted to have a healthier lifestyle, but it became really uncomfortable because there were things I had to do that were out of my comfort zone. I had to now really schedule in my workouts. I had to make time for meal prepping and that was really uncomfortable for me. I wasn't used to taking the time to meal prep, to, to look at recipes and actually go grocery shopping and plan out my meals and prep my meals for the week. It was uncomfortable for me. And it might be uncomfortable for you too if you're starting out your health journey and you're going to the gym. Maybe you can't hire a trainer right now, but you go to you go to the gym and you're new and you don't know what the heck you're doing <laughs> and you're a newbie and that's okay, right? It's part of being new, but you're scared or you maybe you don't feel good enough and you see these, these other girls who are like so fit and they're cute workout outfits and I totally love that for them, but you feel you feel scared, you feel intimidated. And it feels uncomfortable. And so our old self wants us to go back to the way it was. Our old ways to feel safe. Let's just stay home. Let's just watch Netflix. Let's just binge watch. Let's not go to the gym. It feels uncomfortable. I feel intimidated. You know, I feel scared. I don't know what I'm doing. Who am I to do this? I don't like starting small, right? And you go back to what feels safe. And the good thing about all this that I'm learning is that we are not our patterns. We can make a change. We can make a change when we make a true decision. And 
the Latin word for like decision, when I was looking it up, is to cut off from. To cut off from choices, right? That is the Latin of the word decision. That's what it means. To cut off from. And so when you decide that you're going to make a change, you accept that you're going to feel a little uncomfortable, but you're wanting to cut off any other choices. And the next thing is really asking yourself, like, who am I? Or what is the identity I want to take on? And Atomic Habits, which is one of my favorite books and one that I will be talking about on Tuesday, James Clear, he talks about what identity do you want to take on? Who do you want to become? Do you want to be a person who eats healthy, who exercises a few times a week, or who goes on walks throughout the day, or who... who prioritizes family or who lives a, just a healthy lifestyle, whatever that looks like for you, right? Who writes every day or makes time for, for their own personal goals. It's about who you want to take, what identity you want to take on. And a quick review again, we have our limiting identity, right? It's our old self. It's the one who thinks, you know, who are you to say anything? Who are you to go out and try something new? Who are you to go back to school? Who are you to be a, you know, nurse practitioner or a nurse or anything, whatever it is that you're wanting to become, who are you to do that? They're scared. They're overwhelmed. They're stressed out. They feel small. That is our limiting identity. And then we have our empowering identity, who is the bold and confident self, authentic and true, true self. And so we have these two identities and we're always like in this dance of making these decisions every day of like, do we go back to our old patterns or do we take on and embody the beliefs of this empowering identity? And remember that belief is belief system. If you break it down, belief is feeling certain, absolutely certain about something and system is a set of principles to which something is done. So belief systems is what can guide our behavior, systems or principles that can guide our behavior. And there's that four-step reversal, quick review. I won't go in too deep into it, but the four-step reversal of that is one, being aware, which we talked about. Two, is questioning those beliefs and investigating. Is this really true? Am I really unworthy or unlovable? Question it and rewrite the truth. Change those disempowering beliefs into empowering ones that are true to you. And really declare, which is the fourth step. Declare it through incantations, which is like affirmations on steroids. <laughs> so again, go back to last week's episode and to go into more detail about each of those steps. Okay, so now that we have turned those beliefs into empowering ones, how do we turn these beliefs into the results that we want to achieve by creating momentum? And so they call this the goal creation cycle or the success cycle, whatever you want to call it. I like goal creation cycle. And they first start off with starting with the end in mind, the results. What is the outcome you want to accomplish? What are the goals you want to accomplish? The results, what do you want to see happen? And you know, I encourage you to really take on a childlike mentality. It's not really about being realistic. And this is something that they mentioned too during this training. 
you know, as children, we're, we were so fearless and like so adventurous and playful and curious. And we're like, we want to be all these things. I'm going to be an astronaut. I want to cure cancer. I want to be a doctor, all these things. And before other people or friends or family or society began to tell us like, be more realistic, take a stable job, do this, right? We were just open-minded and playful. And so I encourage you to take on that mentality as we continue through this goal creation or success cycle. So really starting with the end in mind, what makes you feel good? Like what starts to creep up or surface up when you, when you think about the results that you want? Do you want like the best body, like six pack, a six pack, or do you want like a, a, a big house with your family or a farm or 10 dogs or rescue, you know, shelter, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. What is it that really just brings up all these good feelings and you're just like, oh my God, this is lighting me up, right? So think about that. Start with the end in mind and I'll share with you some of mine. So I put like live near the beach, have a loving and healthy relationship with my partner. I want to empower women all over the world. I want to have a thriving business. I want to become a top podcaster and have big names like James Clear, Ryan Holiday, Lori Harder, and Brene Brown on my podcast. I mean, come on guys, right? That's huge. That's so huge, but oh my God, it makes me feel so alive. It makes me feel so alive and just makes me feel really good. So starting with the end in mind, what are those results that you want for yourself? Now, the second part to this, and this is a cycle and we're kind of starting with the end in mind, like I said, right? So start with the end in mind and we're working ourselves, working our way back, okay? So we just started with the end in mind results. Now going back before that now, the actions. What are the actions you're going to take? And these should be cross-outable actions these should be specific and measurable. I like to use SMART, the acronym SMART, for your goals. So is it specific, measurable, is it attainable, realistic, and the time frame, right? But for now, just focus on it being specific and measurable. And I can share some right here that I put down for myself. Um, collaborating with other nurses on my podcast, posting more on social media, like reels, podcast podcast pitch to dreamless podcast guests, um, open a business account, hosting a workshop at the beginning of the year and moving to Austin. I don't know why I put moving to Austin, but I was just like, I feel like if I move to Austin, it's like moving to Hollywood. <laughs> it's like, I think that, you know, in my mind, I'm like, if I move to Austin, I just feel like it's a, it's a place. It's a, a growing city for sure with entrepreneurs and all these big tech places. Um, and I don't know, my, my mind is just saying move to Austin. Is it going to happen? Who knows? But I'm just putting it down here. So I encourage you just to, just to put down what are some cross audible actions you can, you can do to get the results that you want. Okay. So that is the second part of the goal creation cycle. The third part of this is what is the level of potential you're going to tap into? And I thought this part was so beautiful guys. So beautiful, right? Because they asked, what does it mean to show up at a level 10 potential? And they talked about, right? Like they're like, okay, write down all the things, right? And I put, okay, reading 
a book a month, waking up early, drinking my lemon water, you know, meditating, reflecting, going on walks, working out four to five times a week, you know, having a handle on my finances. But it's not sustainable. And it's not always going to be pretty, right? It's not always going to be be like that where you're waking up at 5 a.m. every day. I mean, that's for me, right? I'm like, I'm, I'm an early bird. I'm a, uh, I love to wake up in the mornings, but sometimes I don't wake up at that time and that's okay. And the biggest thing that they mentioned was redefining that level 10 potential. It's not about doing all those things. It's not about um, reading five books a, a month or being confident all the time or being consistent all the time or waking up early all the time right? It's more about being open to life, being open to life's experience and having the capacity to really hold it all in the full range of life experiences. And this includes the pain, the joy, the heartbreak, the wonder, the confusion, the, the, the doubt. It's all a welcomed friend is the way they were putting it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. I love this. This is something that I think I've been struggling with the last few months or this whole summer, honestly, right? With everything going on with my family and going through another breakup earlier this year and really battling a lot of inner demons, I guess you could say, and things that were trying to surface back up. And it's really just about, because people would ask me, well, how do you do it? Like I had a friend ask me like, How'd you, how do you do it to just like, you know, be okay with this breakup? And I'm like, I'm not okay with it, but I know that it's part of life and I'm holding it all in. And I know that I experience joy and happiness, you know, while I'm also experiencing this heartbreak and that's okay. It's not about pushing it away or fixing it. It's about really leaning into these emotions and appreciating whatever's happening in our life. And because I think that it's a gift, it, there's always a lesson to be learned always. And we might not see it in the moment, but there is a lesson there for us and recognizing that the core of this moment, whatever moment you're going to going through, whether it's a crappy moment or, you know, confusing moment, there is an invitation to another layer of yourself something you can learn and you don't want to miss out on these teachings, right? So it's really about playing life at a 10 is just being fully open to life and that you're willing to just hold it all in and saying yes to it all. And I think I put that as well down here. It's just really bringing myself back to the present moment and reminding myself that life is happening for me and not to me and focusing on the things that I can control and the rest just going with the ebb and flow of life. One of my favorite sayings from, it's um, Stoicism philosophy. The saying is amor fati, which is a Latin phrase that translates as love of fate or love of one's fate. And it's used to describe like an attitude in which we see everything that happens in our life, including the pain, including the suffering, including the loss as good or at the very least necessary right? So this is something I try to try to live by. Okay. So that is the potential part, the third part of the success or goal creation cycle. So really tapping 
into this potential, into this level 10 potential, which is not being so hardcore all the time because it's not sustainable, right? It's not sustainable. Okay, the last part to this goal creation cycle is your beliefs and your certainty. The level of belief and certainty you have in yourself. That is the most important thing. Belief in yourself. So what are some like mantras or kind of sayings that you can, that can tie back to your belief about yourself that can really start this mo- this momentum cycle? And I put down here, trust the process. Life cannot go wrong, which for me means like whatever's happening to me is designed for me in some way, right? To learn a lesson, to not do this again, whatever. And another one is that I want to start practicing that she mentioned was I get to, saying I get to. I get to work out. I get to go to work. I get to sit down and work on my podcast. I get to plan out my week. I get to meal prep. I get to really focus on my health and make sacrifices for my health, for my family, and I get to do all this. So when you start off, right, because you start off with this belief, I know we started off with the end in, end in mind and we worked our way back to our beliefs and certainty. And what she says that if you start off with your limiting identity, right, your old self who doesn't think they're worthy, who doesn't think they're smart enough or skinny enough or thick enough or badass enough or adventurous enough, whatever that is, if that person, if that identity is the one that's starting this cycle with the beliefs, right? You start off with those beliefs. Are you going to tap into your potential, right? Are you going to tap into your potential? And she jokes about, you know, what if you tap into, you know, that limiting identity taps into a level seven potential. And she's like, do you want a level seven doing your eyebrows? Do you want a level seven, you know, doing your hair? Or do you you want to date someone who's a level seven? No, right? Okay, so if that limiting identity starts with, a belief that doesn't serve you, you're not going to tap into your level 10 potential and then therefore you're not going to take action, big actions, XL actions, and therefore you're not going to get big results in your life. You're not going to get the results that you want. And so she, again, she emphasizes this cycle can serve you or it can work against you. And it really depends on what identity is starting this belief, is starting this success cycle or goal creation cycle. So now if it's your limiting, sorry, your empowering identity, if it's this bold and confident and you know know that you are worthy of this and that you deserve this and you can figure things out and you can learn how to do something and you can, you know, become the person that you're wanting to become, If you start off that way, you're going to tap into your level 10 potential. You're then going to take big action in order to get the big results that you want. So again, the goal creation cycle consists of four four, um, areas. That's starting with the end in mind, your results, then working backwards to what are the actions you're going to take that are specific and measurable. Then the level of potential you need to tap into in order to take action. And then the level of belief and certainty you have in yourself in order to tap into that potential. Now, one thing that they talked about was it's not the goal that matters, 
right? It's not the goal. It's what's underneath that goal, the feeling. What are the feelings? If you were to achieve these results, these goals, these outcomes, what are the feelings you would experience? And I wrote down here, warmth, love, free, peace, aligned, happy, joyful, fulfilled, worthy, loved, accepted. And I wrote so many more, right? What are the feelings you're going to feel? How would you feel? And it, it feels good, right? And they say, practice it. We need to practice feeling those feelings. And we can do that today without even achieving those goals. And so there are different practices you can do. And one specifically that they mentioned in this session was tapping, which I'm not going to go into. I myself was not too, like I was in 100% into it. Um, for me, I think meditation works better for me. And that's just me, right? This is, a, this is a beauty about things. When you're learning things, you take what works for you and you just leave what doesn't work for you. And for me, I think meditation works for really bringing in those feelings that I really want to experience in my life and also nature walks and really just being in the present moment. And that brings in the joy, that brings in the feelings that I really want to experience, joy, peace. And me doing what I'm doing with podcasting and helping other, other women is making me feel happy and aligned. And me having boundaries and, you know, leaving toxic relationships, that's making me feel at peace. So what are the feelings that you want to feel and how can you practice that? How can you practice that every day? Remember, it takes practice. It takes putting in the reps to build that muscle. And even if you're having a crappy day or a crappy situation, which we all go through, right? You don't, don't force it. I'm not saying to force these good feelings, but maybe you need to reset yourself. Go take a bath, go for a walk you know, get a workout in, a really cool, you know, hardcore workout to really let that stress out. Go do that. Go do whatever you need to do to reset yourself and then come back and reconnect with those feelings that you want to experience. All right, friend, I really hoped you enjoyed this episode. Again, we went over the goal creation cycle, which starts with the end in mind, working backwards to the actions you need to take to the level of potential you're needing to tap into and to the level of belief and certainty you need to have in yourself. And remember again, it's not the goal that matters, but the feelings that are underneath that and how can you practice that every day starting now in order to start feeling those feelings. Okay, friend, I'm so excited to continue sharing with you everything that I'm learning. I know I kind of go through this pretty quickly, but there's so much into this. I just really want to share with you the big, big ideas here. Until next time, friend. All right, friend, did you enjoy today's episode? If so, don't keep the goodness to yourself. Share it with another nurse, babe, who's ready to elevate her life by managing her time and finding work-life harmony. And if you can, while you're at it, please leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. It lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you. See you next Tuesday for another episode. Until next time, friend.